Productions presents Laugh, Literature and Film. Broadcasting live from Flying Bull Production Studios, it's Laugh, episode 99, a wee laugh for the November 27th weekend. I am your host, Mr. Two Frames. Joining me in studios, as always, is the L-Train. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm old and good. <laughs> yep. Excited about Thanksgiving week? I don't know. You mean in terms of entertainment? In terms of everything, because now it used to just be the Thanksgiving weekend, and I've started hearing people call it the week of oh, Thanksgiving. Okay. So we're, we're like well into the week already. It's Wednesday. So my excitement must have waned a little bit by now. It's <laughs> only half a week left. But some of the best parts. You got the football still coming up, yeah, the, movies, the, yeah, the movies, the parade. <sighs> the parade. You're not excited? No, I don't mind. I don't care about the parade. We get to see the teaser trailer for the new NBC musical. What's they're, that? They're doing be? The Wiz this year. Oh, really? <laughs> I like it. Um, this weekend, we've got three movies coming out fighting for Bot's Office glory. Well, you know, they're already released. We're behind the curve. Oh, they came out today? Mm-hmm. All three movies have been released on, were released on Tuesday night and, you know, late, whatever, late, early opening. So, The We Laugh is already in swing. It's in full swing. The hmm. Weekend Entertainment, starting on Wednesday. Fair enough. Uh, probably the uh, movie that everyone's really looking forward to is Creed. The seventh Rocky Balboa film. This time it's directed by Ryan Kudler, the guy who directed Fruitville Station, which also starred Michael B. Jordan, who is uh, starring in this film as Apollo Creed's son, who's trying to become a boxer, and Sylvester Stallone playing Rocky Balboa is trying to lead him to glory. Uh-huh. I'll... So, excited about this film? Yeah, actually I am. I heard good things about it. Heard that... Uh... Sylvester Stallone is actually being, you know, bandied about as potential Oscar nomination. I like for it. his acting performance. And this is coming forty years to the day from the uh, from when the opening scene of Rocky takes place. Oh, okay. So this is a long-standing series that we've thought was done many times before. Well, you know, there's going to be a remake of or like a double of Creed. What's it called? Not a double. Oh, sequel, a retelling of a sequel of Creed. It'll oh. be a sequel to Creed, and so this will set off its own Creed series. Two. Sure. Yeah. At one point, though, Rocky's going to have to die, right? Yeah, it probably he... won't happen in this movie. I don't think. Uh, apparently, Sylvester Stallone's been thinking about killing off Rocky for the last couple of films, and now Rocky or Sylvester Stallone is the same age that Mickey, his trainer, was in the first film. Is he is Sylvester Stallone the same age as Burgess Meredith? Yeah, Burgess Meredith was oh. sixty nine in the first film. Oh wow! And so, Rocky is or Sylvester Stallone is sixty nine. Sixty nine. Holy crap! He's doing another Rambo movie. Yeah, he, where he takes on ISIS. He looks good for his age. I mean, really good. <laughs> yeah. But at some point, I don't know. His nose has gotten gigantic. Oh, that's the HGH, supposedly. <laughs> right. It's H N H or H. G-N? I don't know. Human nose hormone? <laughs> it's gigantic, man. It's huge. Poor, poor Rocky. I'm surprised. Well, he doesn't, it doesn't really matter what I have to say about his looks. At one point, someone thought that I was, that I looked like Sylvester Stallone. Some cashier at a 7-Eleven. Was this back when he was doing Copland? 1985. 85? Yes, Ooh. Mr. Bull. I haven't always looked like I'm 87 years old myself or 69 now. 
<laughs> no, I was trying to think of a film where he wasn't that in that great of shape. <laughs> no, when I was in high school, man, I was I was in shape. Now I'm in shape. It's just the shape is round. Yeah, no, eighty five. That's probably at the peak fitness for Sylvester. That was Stallone. probably my peak fitness as well. That's when he got down to like three percent body fat. Well, I was a little bit more than that. Yeah, three percent. That, that's a little dangerous. Too. <laughs> yeah. Um, also coming out this weekend is Good Dinosaur. Uh, the first time ever Pixar has had two films come out in the same calendar year. This is about the epic journey into the world of dinosaurs, <laughs> where a dinosaur named Arlo uh, makes an unlikely human friend. Spot. Yeah. Neanderthal boy who offers his help and friendship. And then they travel around and they try to find stuff. Yeah, apparently this had a very troubled production history. They had to fire the original director about two years ago because the film was way behind schedule. It was supposed to come out last year. I thought that uh, the, all those Pixar people were all in-house. Like, they were all friends and buddies, and they all... So they had to sever their relationship with the director. Yeah. It's not just a one-time firing. It's not like firing some lackadaisical employee. Oh, no, apparently this caused a lot of internal huh. strife. Um, Ooh, I wonder if that's going to translate into the movie. I don't know. They brought in Peter Soon, who had worked as a storyboard artist on Wally and Ratatouille, as well as Up. This is and his they first... made him a director on this. Wow. Isn't this just Ice Age with a boy in it? Yeah. Early reviews, they say, you know, it's all right. It's, you know, the animation's really good, but... Not the best Pixar film ever. That's a far cry from Inside Out, I suppose. Mm -hmm. The question is whether it's better than Minions, because Minions wasn't that great. Well, I guess the question is, I'm sure it'll do well. I mean, it's a a child's movie coming out on Thanksgiving when family's going to be going to movies. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing out is the Peanuts film, and that's been out for three weeks, so I don't see it having a whole lot of competition. No, but do you think this will... Outsell Creed. Ooh, do you think Creed Creed's got a lot of good early buzz, man? Yeah. Are we saying it's a six day weekend? Are we going Wednesday? Well, I mean, Sunday. You're gonna. They're all coming out on the same day, so you'd be able to compare box office for. Yeah. I'm going to go with my heart and say Creed wins, but I okay. think it's pretty close. I could see it being like seventy to sixty five million. All right. Well, one movie that probably won't win it is Victor Frankenstein. That's the other third big release. <laughs> They're doing a lot of marketing for it, but I don't understand who this movie is for. Those people that love their steampunk? Is that what it is? A steampunk thing? It's well, it's being marketed as a horror, right? Thriller kind of thing? I or guess. comedy? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. It's uh it, it it stars Daniel Radcliffe and Victor or sorry, James McAvoy. So if you're a Daniel Radcliffe or James McAvoy completist. You'll probably be going rushing out to see this film. Although that doesn't really work for the last few films of these guys. Like Men in or Woman in Black. That didn't do very well in the box office, did it? Although no. it, it has spawned a sequel, I think. Both of these guys owe their careers to um the blockbuster series they've been attached to. Daniel Ratcliffe with Harry Potter and James McAvoy has been playing Dr. X in the X-Men films. Yeah, but not the original Dr. X and it's sort of like the X-Men reboot. I mean, yeah, McAvoy but, was around. He was still but a bankable actor. Really? I mean, his biggest 
film other than that is Wanted, and really Angelina Jolie was the one who made that film really popular. In fact, apparently they just signed her to do Wanted 2, hmm. even though her character dies in the first film. Spoiler. Oh, Jesus. Already starting early. Starting early with the spoilers Sorry. there, Mr. Duper. Spoil the film from seven years ago. <laughs> Can't help it. Oh, seven years? Jeez, that's the cutoff. I thought he was like 35 years you could start spoiling freely. Oh, you can? I think. I don't know. It depends on if I've seen it or not. Have you seen Wanted? I did. I actually liked Wanted. It wasn't a bad movie. It was fun. It okay. was, you know, with the, I had the bending bullets, right? Mm-hmm. This movie is about the experiments of radical scientist Victor Frankenstein and his experiments go too far. Now, Igor is not in the novels at all. So this this is a com- a completely made up character for the for the movies and it's told from his point of view. I think this movie is he's supposed to bring him back from the brink of madness and save him from his monstrous creations. I I don't really get it. I I don't understand. This was written by Max Landis. And I think the the luster has fallen off of his uh bright star. He was the guy that did Chronicle and American Ultra. That sort of bombed. Yeah, American Ultra, that that was a hard sell because it's an R-rated film. It's got some comedy aspects to it, but it's a little stoner comedy, some pretty good fight scenes, but it doesn't work that well. Matt's Landis, I think he comes up with interesting ideas. He's good at selling his ideas. The execution just isn't there. He's about three quarters of the storyteller his father John Landis is. Well, it's directed by Paul McGann. Mm-hmm. Or McGugan? McGugigan. There's a lot of G's in there. I don't know. Uh, Lucky Number Slevin? I never saw that. Uh, that's not too bad. It's uh, kind of film noirish, uh, new okay. age film noir. And Push? Uh, it, it was trying to be a comic book movie starring Chris reviews. Evans. Yeah, it didn't work that well. All right. Um, it was supposed to spawn a series, never did. My question for you is. Will Frankenstein ever die? Are they going to be doing Frankenstein movies up until the point, like, when I'm dead? Oh, yeah. Which was going to happen at any moment. Oh, yeah, no. People, they keep trying to reinvent the Frankenstein story. But in the they, ni- don't, they don't do the Dracula movies. They want to. Vampire movies, maybe. <clears throat> no, I, I, there's a lot of push. They're trying to reinvent the universal uh, classic movie monsters. We had Wolfman a couple years Ooh. ago. I think there was a Dracula film about Maybe a year ago. We, you mean with Benicio Del Toro or the one with Jack Nicholson? No, Wolf. Benicio Del Toro. That was supposed to be the first one. And then Maybe. they did a, a Dracula film. Angelina Jolie, again, is apparently... Uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Might be uh, attached to do Bride of Frankenstein. Does this mean that they're going to re-release the uh, post-serials? Uh, yeah, Boo Berry and all that. Monster serials? Frankenberry, the problem is, I mean, Chocula. those are classic movie monsters, and if you're in Hollywood and you're just trying to always make remakes of stuff, you've got to look at that and go, here's a huge huh. brand that's got universal appeal. But have, haven't the last few Frankenstein movies just been like really poorly received at the box office? I'm wondering if they're just killing the dead beast, the undead beast that's been reanimated. It, it's a it's a parallel to the actual story of Frankenstein. <laughs> they bring back Frankenstein's monster from the dead, and then yeah, but uh, horror movies, bl- you know, or subgenres in horror movies always seem to be overplayed until someone can come up 
with a new idea, whether it's Danny Boyle doing 28 Days Later and saying, instead of slow zombies, let's do fast zombies. And that sparked, you know, a whole new age of zombie films. And now zombies are the hot horror property, right? I guess. I Yeah. I mean, Walking Dead. Yeah, World I mean, what, War Z is going to have a remake. Yeah. What's bigger than zombies right now? So if someone, you is know, it, some hot new director can say, here's my new take on Frankenstein. Frankenstein cloned. Yeah. And if, you know, Max Landis of, is. Well, they already did that. And I, Frank, or the Frank. I Frankenstein? Wasn't there an army of Frankensteins? Or yeah, there was like a direct video <sighs> Frankenstein's Whatever. army. Uh, so you're not going to see this one? No, if I'm going to spend any money, it'll be on Creed. Yeah. I'm actually, yeah, I could kind of see myself really enjoying Creed. Hopefully, it'll be, it'll receive some Oscar buzz or nominations at least. I would love to see Sylvester Stallone win an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, I don't have any problems. I think he's a great actor. He's the problem appreciated. The problem in this, I think, is, is is he's playing a character. So, you know, I don't think that the isn't that what actors? Do? No, I mean he's he's just he's so closely associated with that character. I don't know if he'll win an award for just being himself or being what everyone thinks he is. Worked it's for a John type. Wayne. Yeah, they gave John Wayne well past his career. They gave him a sort of a. Pity. You don't Oscar. do the same thing with Sylvester Stallone. No, no, I mean, no. well, he's got a movie coming out called Scarpa, which is uh, about the Gregory Scarpa of the Colombo crime family. Mm-hmm. Uh, a capo in there. I think he turns rat. I think that's his attempt at uh, a dramatic movie. Uh, you know, glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was great in Copland. I, I mean, some of his other dramatic roles. I'm, I, I'm a big proponent of Stallone. I know I'm not as big as you are. But uh, I like his movies. He's always sort of delivered. I, li- I liked uh, Grudge Match. Yeah, that was fine. I liked it. I mean, it's, like I said, it's it, it's an enjoyable piece of entertainment. So probably Creed. And, you know, we got some time. Maybe I'll go tomorrow. Sounds good. Looking forward to it on Thanksgiving. Uh, if you're not going to go to theaters this weekend, you're too busy eating your turkey, what could you get on the old streaming devices? I think it'd be fun for all of you to watch the Jessica Jones Marvel television series on Netflix. That's my net pick of the week. So uh, this is Mark Hughes writing for Forbes magazine called it the best show on TV in the history of everything. Wow. Yeah, he thinks it's great. Uh, Stars Kristen Ritter as the titular Jessica Jones. She's done a lot of TV work. Like uh, apparently she was in Breaking Bad. Mm -hmm. She was in uh, Listen Up Philip as uh, the love interest. Of Jason Schwartzman, Melanie Zimmerman, the daughter of Ike Zimmerman. Did you see that movie, Listen Up, Philip? Yeah. It's actually, I, I liked her performance in it, now that I think about it. Yeah, the movie was a little uneven, but in the, have you seen any of the, you haven't seen any of the Jessica Jones yet? I haven't watched Jessica Jones yet. I like Kristen Ritter, really enjoyed her on Breaking Bad. I saw a couple episodes of Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment. I forget what number. I don't know. But she's a really enjoyable actress. Well, you probably know her best as the voice of Gina in <laughs> California Dreamin'. All the Cleves are brown in the uh, Family Guy spinoff of the Cleveland show. Yes, yeah. Yeah, she plays uh, Gina. Do you know anything about the comic? Uh, I've been reading up on it. Apparently she's a he- superhero who quit Venus. Easy, easy. All right, now this I'm is just my, this is my to point. The very beginning, this you, you is where can do that. One gets you. But I started watching it without knowing any of that, and I like the way the movie or the television unfolds. And I actually like this long form 
uh, version of storytelling. I prefer it to big major releases, I think, with a property like this that has a long arc. Mm-hmm. And it's actually they're tying in with Daredevil somewhat because it's in the same area, New York, Hell's Kitchen. That and apparently Luke Cage is in this series as well. But, and the Punisher is making an appearance in... in season two. And then they're also going to do a series with Iron Fist. So you... And eventually the four superheroes will team up for another show. Well, and then eventually it becomes a movie. And then you have that sort of hybrid of movie releases and TV and mm-hmm. streaming stuff. I, I, I kind of like this new movement in entertainment. And I understand that the other people might want to know that she was an ex-whatever superhero or something. She becomes a private eye private eye in Hell's Kitchen. But there's a lot of mystery mm-hmm. in the first couple of shows that I've watched. And it, and it rolls out slowly. So yeah. I really appreciate that. It's, 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 it's working for me. I like that this form of storytelling... It is proving that you can do TV shows, and then if they can roll this into a movie, it plays well for uh, Stephen King's Dark Tower series. Ron Howard, for years, has been trying to get financing to do a movie for like book one, and then a TV series uh-huh. for book two, back to a movie, yeah, then like back it. to a TV series. And people are going, I don't know if that will sell. If uh, shows like Jessica Jones can show that audiences will watch you streaming and then go to the theaters to watch you, we may finally get a Dark Tower series, which well, would be fantastic. There's a built-in audience for movies in the Marvel uh, sort of universe, mm-hmm. or TV shows also. So I, I think that this has that sort of limited appeal to that group, but it's going to have broad base appeal based on the quality of the show. So I think a lot of people that watch Daredevil kind of liked Daredevil before you know they kind of knew what it was about mm-hmm. this movie is a sort of it, it comes off as an original property or an uh you know an original telling of this story and a lot of people are going to find out stuff and be interested to maybe see it on the big screen i don't know yeah like i'm looking it. forward to watching the rest of it right, what you got from uh, amazon amazon prime pick of the week is actually a short which i stumbled across and i recommended it to uh, a couple of people in school and they watched it and liked it. I think, I don't know if you'll like it or not. It has a sort of a message of hope, faith and joy and hope and all that. Um, but those are, I mean, it, it was it was put out by a Christian church. So there are references to Christianity in it. But I think if you remove that aspect of it and look at it just as a sort of a story, it, it packs sort of an emotional punch. It's a 33 minute films called uh, the ride, a Christmas Eve parable. Now, if you looked up the ride on Amazon, I think there are about four or five different movies that you could see, but this movie is the ride colon. The Christmas Eve parable stars uh, Kirk B.R. Waller and Brad Heller. It's directed by Dallas Jenkins. Hmm. It's entirely predictable, <laughs> but it kept me wanting to see how it was going to unfold. There's a central question that keeps the movie moving forward. It's it's a human story, and then at the end, there's an emotional payoff. I like the last couple of weeks, we've had Christmas films come out, and you've been all bah humbug, it's not Christmas season yet, but then now you're recommending a Christmas Maybe you broke me down. No, I, and it, you're it, saying it's completely predictable, something you <laughs> hate, but now you're finally in the holiday spirit. No, no, I'm not. Oh, this Grinch's movie heart grew three times its size. This movie could, it, it could take place. It happens to take place on Christmas Eve. It could take place on New Year's Eve or Halloween Eve. 
or President's Day Eve because the message is the same. I think that that's just a conceit of the movie makers as Christian filmmakers. But if you if you made it on Flag Day Eve, it would still have the same emotional resonance. The fact that it's set in Christmas time doesn't have any bearing on my enjoyment of the film. It's it's rated nine point six on IMDb. So people that liked it, there are eight reviews. There was one one star review, and the rest of them were four and five star reviews. So pretty good stuff. All right. What about the Red Box? Red Box, I have the movie <laughs> that has the greatest comedy scene of the entire year. No Ooh, it must escape. be a really funny movie. Oh. <laughs> no yeah. Escape. No Isn't Escape. Isn't that the action comedy with Owen Wilson? It, it's an action film starring Owen Wilson, Lake Bell, and Pierce Brosnan. Uh, Owen Wilson plays an American business executive who moves his family to Cambodia right as they have a civil war breakout. Smart. Yeah, and he's basically running with his family trying to keep them alive for the entire <laughs> film. It is hilarious. There is a scene where children get thrown off a building. Yeah, wow. I loved it. Speaking of Christmas. I was laughing my head off. All right. Um, I don't think the scene was played for laughs. I could not stop giggling when I watched it. Do you have to watch the first seven or 37 minutes of the movie to enjoy that scene? Uh, or can you just skip to that one scene? Yeah, that... <laughs> you could just skip to that scene, but it's almost Would better it... late. It just build to there. All right, so it took you by surprise. Oh, he's the worst father ever. <laughs> All right, I, I, right. I, I want to talk about. It. I want to ruin it, reenact it here, but You're people just, just it need out. to go and All watch right. this film. No, it, that's the only reason that it's worthwhile. Oh yeah, after that you turn it off. <laughs> okay, it's completely predictable. All right, all that stuff. All right, not a great film, but hilarious. One of and the best the CGI scenes. of children flying through the air after they've been thrown off a building is fantastic. Early nominee for a Laffy Award? Oh, yeah. Scene? yeah. This All is right. definitely getting an award. Oh, getting an award already? We don't even need to open up the nominations. Oh. Alright. I may Fair have to enough. put this movie in my top ten just for that scene. Wow. Alright. I love it that much. Alright. Alright, so uh, that's laugh number 99. Uh, we're both in agreement on Creed saying that's where you should spend your money. Uh, we think Good Dinosaur will be all right. Neither of us wants to see Mediocre Victor... Dinosaur. Yeah, Mediocre Dinosaur. Victor Frankenstein, uh, we don't think is going to be reanimated. <laughs> On Netflix, you're saying go watch Jessica Jones yep. this holiday. Uh, Amazon Prime, you've got The Ride to watch. And I'm saying go watch No Escape. Uh, episode 100, we're celebrating by reviewing Ooh, The Hunger Games. Yippee! Mockingjay, The Hunger Games, colon, Mockingjay Part 2. Yeah. Big. There's a dash in there somewhere, too. All right. It's very well punctuated. Yes, there's all kinds of syntax right, well, in the title. Thank you for joining me, L-Train. Thank you. Uh, there be dragons. Pox at Bonum. I had a college roommate or a, a friend of my hall that was, we called him the wizard and his nickname was the whiz. Actually, his nickname was the wizard, <laughs> but if we were sitting around and he'd get up to leave. We'd go say, where are you going? Take a whiz. He'd get really offended. Even if he was about to do that. Yeah. Even more so. He was albino and uh, his eyes never stopped moving. He, he had twitchy he, eyes. Yeah. Twitchy eyes. Huh. Twitchy eyed whiz. <laughs>